welcome to episode eight of the Sparking Possibility podcast. My name's Cindy Vesely, and I'm a coach, consultant, speaker, mom and wife. And this evening, I'm going to be talking to you about learning how to step outside your comfort zone. We've all heard the quote, a comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing ever grows there. So I'm going to share a little personal experience with you, and then we'll take a deeper dive into the content of tonight's episode. But I want to share with you my experience around focusing on my own health journey. So over the past eight weeks, I've been challenging myself to step outside my own comfort zone as I work on challenging my health habits. So far, it's been difficult, but also extremely rewarding, and I've been inspired to change my daily practices in order to achieve the results I'm after. It's been about as far from my comfort zone as you can possibly imagine. So I want to share with you a little bit about my health journey. And then, as I said, we will focus on some of the steps you can start taking today to get outside your own comfort zone. So as I reflect on my own health journey over the years, I've developed some bad habits, which I'm sure some of you can relate to, such as eating fast food, snacking on chocolate, drinking pop, and failing to exercise on a regular basis. When I decided to make my health a priority, I had to change all of those ingrained habits. And luckily for me, I have the opportunity to work alongside an awesome holistic coach who has helped me clean up my diet and change my mindset around food, weight loss, and exercise. So the first thing that had to change for me was the way that I approached food. Rather than using food as a crutch when I was happy or sad or to celebrate special occasions, I had to start thinking about it as fuel for my body. So when I first started this journey, I was addicted to sugar and caffeine. I had terrible cravings and would turn to food and my favorite treats as a way to reward myself. In changing my diet to one that's sugar-free, gluten-free, and mostly dairy-free, I've been able to rid my body of cravings. I never thought I'd be able to say that I do not crave the foods that I used to crave. The perfect example of this is just this past week. It was Halloween. My daughter came home from trick-or-treating. She dumped her entire bag of candy on the floor and I did not eat one piece of candy, nor did I have the craving to eat that candy. In addition to that, there was an enormous bowl of chocolate, Halloween chocolate that was sitting on the table, and I did not touch one piece of chocolate. In previous years, if that had been me and myself and my cravings of old, um, that bowl would have been half gone and you would be finding little mini chocolate bar wrappers all over the house. So in making that shift to changing my diet, that alone has helped me to stay on track with eating wholesome, nutritious foods that bless my body and give me tons of energy. The next thing I had to change was to get my body moving. And unfortunately, I've had a knee injury that's impacted my mobility for several months. So this was no small feat. Not only had I not been to the gym in literally years, um, I also wasn't sure what I could do with my knee injury. So I pondered what type of exercise I could do that wouldn't further aggravate my knee, knowing that mobility was an issue. And the only thing that came to mind was swimming. But this was a problem. First of all, it would require me to be seen in public in a swimming suit. 
something I've managed to avoid for the most part for years. Secondly, it would require that I remember how to swim laps, something I hadn't done since I was a kid in New Zealand participating in swimming sports. And finally, I had to find an indoor pool to use that I could find the time to go to as I live an hour outside the city. So I talked to my coach, decided to sign up for a gym that had a private pool I could use for lane swimming. And they also offered AquaFit, so that was an added bonus. I figured once my knee began to feel a bit better, I could start to incorporate some different types of exercise. Now, here's where this relates to our topic for this evening around getting outside your comfort zone. One thing the gym didn't tell me was that they also rent out one of their three swimming lanes of the private pool to kids for swimming lessons. So on the first day, I went to the pool after work. I was excited, ready to get started. Imagine my surprise when I got to the gym and saw the pool was packed with kids swimming, their instructors, and then their parents sitting around the edges of the pool watching. I had a couple choices at that point. I could turn around, run, and head for the door right now, which in all honesty was what I really wanted to do, or I could get outside my comfort zone, face my fears, get in that pool, and swim in front of a crowd of people. Guess what I chose to do? Put on my swimsuit, got in the pool, and swam with an audience. To say that experience was mortifying would be an understatement, but I was already there, I had planned to exercise, and I wanted to start my health journey off successfully. So looking back now, I laugh thinking about it, but at the time, it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Fast forward eight weeks, I've cleaned up my diet, I'm exercising six times a week, and have more energy than I have had in years. I've lost some weight, I'm feeling really good about myself, I have newfound confidence in myself and my own capabilities. And that's really the benefit of getting outside your comfort zone. If you don't try, you'll never know what's possible for you. Obviously, I still have a long way to go, and I'm committed to making this a marathon and not a sprint, because this is a lifestyle I want to adopt for the rest of my life. So as you reflect on my experience, what kind of experiences came to mind for you? When was the last time you stepped outside your comfort zone? And what did you gain as a result of doing that? So I'm going to invite you to grab a pen and paper because we're going to walk through some of the benefits of stepping outside your comfort zone. And we'll also answer a few coaching questions in the process. So benefit number one, action is the antidote to fear. I've been reading a great book by Marie Forleo called Everything is Figureoutable. And when I read this line in her book, I had to stop and take a picture of it. She says that action is the antidote to fear. Whatever you are afraid of can be addressed by taking action, by gaining some control and power over the thing that most frightens you. For some of us, like me, it might be heading to the pool for the first time to complete a workout. For others, it might be giving a big presentation in a meeting. Maybe it's a new job you've been thinking about applying for, but you're not sure you have the skills to do the job. Or perhaps it's ending a relationship that's no longer serving you. So if you've got your pen and paper handy, here's our first coaching question. Where are you currently 
experiencing fear in your life. And if you were to take one small specific action to begin to address that fear, what would that look like? Okay, moving on to benefit number two, growth happens outside your comfort zone. So in order to continue learning and growing, you must step outside your comfort zone, whether it's learning a new skill, developing a talent or strengthening yourself in order to level up, you must go to places you have not gone before. I once had the opportunity to coach an Olympic downhill skier. I was a coaching student at the time and remember feeling so inadequate and wondering how could I possibly add value to someone who had already mastered a peak performance mindset. I tried my best and we were able to use the coaching to develop some strategies, goals, and actions. What I was most impressed with in this scenario was that I, as the coach, was able to gain insight into what it takes to be the best in the world. Olympians make it their business to live as far outside their comfort zone as humanly possible. They push themselves, their bodies, and their minds to limits that they themselves did not know were possible. And then they choose to do that time and time again. So here's coaching question number two. When you have stepped outside your comfort zone in the past, what have you learned And how have you grown? And if you were to choose to step outside your comfort zone now, what would be possible for you? Let's move on then to benefit number three. Your confidence, belief, and ability in yourself will skyrocket. Do you remember how to ride a bike for the first time when you were a kid, learning how to ride that bike? Chances are you were wobbling along with a parent holding the back of your bike for stability and then running as fast as they could before they let go. And all of a sudden it was just you steering that bike, pedaling as fast as you could, holding your balance and trying your best not to fall off. Do you remember what a rush that was and how exhilarating it felt? When it ended, you wanted to try it again and again until you got to a point where you mastered that skill. You felt so confident that eventually you didn't even have to think about the steps involved in riding that bike. You just knew and trusted in your ability to ride a bike. The same can be said of anything new in life that we're trying to learn or achieve. The first time we try it, it's going to be difficult. We may fall down and get a few bumps and bruises. We may end up feeling discouraged and doubt our abilities to be successful. But then we try again and again and we practice and eventually we master the skill and become successful. It's in that practice and repetition that we build confidence and ability. And that ability leads us to believe in ourselves and know what we are truly capable of. Here's coaching question number three. Describe an area in your life where you feel totally confident and truly believe in yourself and your abilities. Now describe an area of your life where you feel the exact opposite. Maybe it's an area where you've tried something and failed repeatedly. Now answer this question. 
What does success look like and how can you use your failures to inform your future success? Let's take a look at benefit number four, repeated success in multiple areas of your life. So high performers and high achievers have mastered these tools to achieve success, not just in one area of their life, but in multiple areas of their lives. They treat the learning that comes from working outside their comfort zones, like a mathematic formula that can be applied to every area of their life. Once you've mastered one area of discomfort, move on to the next and then the next. Some people choose to start working on an area that makes them extremely uncomfortable. Others may choose to work in an area of small discomfort. There's no right or wrong way to apply the formula. So long as you are consistent and repeatedly demonstrate this through your everyday actions and decisions, you will continue to have repeated success in multiple areas of your life. So here's coaching question number four. What successes have you had in your life that have opened the door to other successes? If you were to choose one area to focus on to increase the success you are currently experiencing, what would you choose? Finally, we're going to move on to benefit number five. By stepping outside your comfort zone, you inspire others to do the same. It's amazing how many people are watching and paying attention even when you don't think they are. Today, I posted a side-by-side -side photograph to my Facebook page. It was a close-up split screenshot of my face, one taken from this past summer and one taken from this past weekend. As I start to lose weight, people are noticing that my face is starting to slim down. And because I can't see it, when I look at myself in the mirror every day, I wanted to compare photographs to see if I could notice the change. Well, when I saw the side-by-side -side comparison photograph, I was shocked that my face actually looked so much smaller. By the number of likes and comments on that photo, it looks like others were too. So stepping outside your comfort zone inspires other people to do the same. And as I've been struggling along these past eight weeks, both of my daughters have started coming to the gym with me and adopting healthy eating habits. My husband's been amazing and has prepared every healthy meal for me nightly for the past eight weeks. And I must admit, I do feel like Oprah with her own personal chef. People I know have said that my commitment has rubbed off on them and they're now focusing on their own health. I obviously did not set out to inspire anyone, but by virtue of the fact that I've been consistently getting outside my comfort zone, others are following suit. And that's an amazing thing. So coaching question number five, who are the people in your life that you may not realize you are currently influencing? And how can you inspire others through your own actions? In closing, I want to leave you with a quote from Thomas Jefferson, who said this, if you want something you've never had, you must be willing to do something you've never done. In this coming week, I want to challenge you to take the first step outside your comfort zone to discover what's possible. Thank you for joining me this evening in the Sparking Possibility podcast, and I hope to catch you again for another episode soon.